You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawks are with you on a Tuesday. We got a lot more to do on the show this morning, including a chat with our guy Jason Scott of BetMGM, lead trader there, coming up about 20 minutes. Right now, though, we'll get to Week 18 line move. First, though, we haven't touched on one award that's still out there and up for grabs, potentially, and that is the Comeback Player of the Year Award, which has been one we've been following, I mean, all year long, we've thought this one has been open, hmm. and you know, you know, there's not a, a, there's no one guy in this. Like last year, there was basically two, right? It was Dak and it was Burrow last year. This year, it's been a, it's been four. I feel like there's four names we've talked about for the most part this year: McCaffrey, Geno, Saquon, Goff. And right now, as we sit here on this Tuesday, McCaffrey is your is your favorite. It's a smaller mm-hmm. favorite at, at plus one seventy five, plus one fifty, depending on where you look right now for the award. Followed by. Saquon Gino or is it Gino Saquon? What's what's the order there? I see Saquon. Where's Gino? I see Gino's second favorite. Okay. Let me yeah. double check because okay. these numbers have been moving this morning. Yes. I see him as a co-favorite with McCaffrey. Okay. Let me see. So yeah. Yeah. Some places have co, some places have Gino just behind McCaffrey. He's co at Bet at Bet MGM. It's McCaffrey plus one seventy five, Geno plus one seventy five, Barkley two twenty five, Goff ten to one. Okay. Is Goff eliminated? I don't think he's eliminated. I, I think so. Think so. If Jared Goff goes to Lambeau Field on Sunday night and lights up the Packers, and he's the one with the with the microphone in front of his face at, at, to end the NFL season. He's he's eliminated. I don't think so. But they, but they have to make it. I know. They need help. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of little factors here. that. But as of this moment, I'd say, no, he's not eliminated. But it's correlated. I just can't do the whole Dude. comeback player of the year thing unless you're actually coming back from something besides sucking. That's what annoys me about this whole award. Gino, Gino I'm sorry. Gino <laughs> should not be in this. Yeah. I, it's Christian McCaffrey. It's Saquon Barkley. I just don't know. If you're not coming back from an injury, like what are you really overcoming? What adversity besides not being good or not, not being on a great team or have, being in a position to succeed? I just don't think that's fair. Okay, so we were talking earlier about uh, putting yourself in a position to hedge if you have a nice ticket. We talked about McCaffrey at plus 750. I know Paul bet it, I think, a couple of different times. Is there a way to hedge your bet? Do you just stick with it? I mean, I'm looking at it. I have a McCaffrey ticket, and I'm thinking that I've got to put something on Saquon because I don't think Geno's going to win. Now, maybe yeah. he does. Uh, is there a player that I – don't, I don't know what the order is going to be. I would think McCaffrey's going to win it. I feel strong about that. But 
You know, something else that we now have to consider with all of these awards is, is there a player, is there a coach that you think is going to sweep all the second-place votes and maybe a few first-place votes? Because then they could win. You know? You could win by getting almost all the second-place votes and then just a handful of first-place votes if some of the other first-place votes, you know, get third and, you know, fourth-place votes for MVP. Feels like McCaffrey will be on a top two of every ballot, and that's probably why he's going to win the award, right? And then maybe you mm-hmm. you like Goff, or you like Saquon, or you like Geno, but you're, you're not going to forget McCaffrey. He's the best player. He's having the it's best season. It's going to be McCaffrey he's... or Barkley, right? The trend yeah. of that's quarterbacks ends. Yeah. Okay, one other factor is there's one guy involved in this that probably won't see the field on Sunday. He might be inactive, and that's Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. He had a neck issue a few weeks ago. The Giants play yeah. a week from this weekend. The, the, the Giants, it'd be malpractice to suit him up this weekend. If Daniel <laughs> Jones and, 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 and Saquon Barkley play this weekend, it's silly. They're locked into the sixth seed. Why are they playing? I don't so, see Saquon playing this week, yeah. No, no. So that he can't add to whatever statistics he has. Is CMC going to play? So, right, they're trying for the two seed. Or the one. I mean, the 49ers have something to play for this weekend. How, so, I mean, when you look at the numbers and the hype of Saquon coming out of college and what he did early on in his career, and now you look at it this year, this is his best rushing season he's had. Mm-hmm. He is a definition of a comeback player. Is he not? Ten touchdowns. Yeah. Last time he did that was uh, his rookie season when he had 11. And- uh, so he's Second most touchdowns, most yards, uh, let's see, receiving yards, not as much as the first couple of years, but I just feel like, yeah, he checks a lot of boxes. And there's the New York thing, too. What if we get a couple of Giants awards? I mean, it's possible if Dayball's in there. Well, also the physicality of the running back position. A lot of people, including myself, thought Saquon was going to be done. Yeah. I mean, it's a great story. I, I hate to admit it because I bet like a season long under on him was planning to fade him. And here he is, you know, um, defying the odds. And I think that is what the comeback player of the year should be. He had. But McCaffrey let's see, fits so it as well, right? He's almost at yeah. 2,000 total yards. They both fit it. it. They're very similar, right? They had high peaks, they fell down, and then they're back. It's very similar between the two players. Was Saquon's it's, injury more severe? Like, does that factor into it? Harder to come back from? I don't know how you really decide that. No, you know what I mean? But Well, we talked about it last year. The, the, remember when the Dak's injury was so graphic, and that was part of why, like, the comeback story with Dak Prescott? I think that's mm-hmm. that factors in a little bit. You think about it. Mm-hmm. They both. Yeah, I, I would say both. Um, they both had, well, more so McCaffrey. It's more like a number of injuries, mm-hmm. but hmm, this is it's tough. And neither of them have lost a fumble all year. Thing is, like Saquon's had about a hundred more touches. <laughs> There's that too. Just hasn't been as explosive as McCaffrey, but at times he, he was this year. That's a tough one. I I expect a lot of votes to go one, two in some order these two guys mm-hmm. it's Same. tough i would just th- take the one with the better odds and and uh saquon was what 20 a couple weeks ago when we talked about it 25 about that idea like, yeah 
at some people wanted to eliminate him from the award. And like, no, New York Giants, they're back. They're making the playoffs. He's been a big part of it. Um, so that's that's one the ones that are going to be most interesting to me. Coach, comeback, offensive rookie, right? And obviously the odds agree, but I think they can go in any of a number of directions. Does the storyline matter if Gino or Goff make the playoffs? Is that is that going to push them to near, near the top? One of them could. Yeah, right? I, I, I think after the regular season, part of our conversation on that Monday is going to be about, okay, so how many awards do you give the Niners? How many awards do you give the Giants? Right. You know, it's interesting. You know? um, it, and it's, it's circumstantial. It's the way the last couple weeks have gone, injury, losses. The Eagles are going to go to zero awards. Is Roseman still getting executive? Oh, I, th- I think he still. Yeah, I think he still does. <laughs> and if they have the number one seed of fourteen wins, I still think he gets that. But but I mean, like you would, player coach. But you would vote for him every year. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> when they're good, guy? yeah, of course he's good. Um, all right, let's yeah. look at some line movement here across the NFL. Um, from and there's there's some. I always think week eighteen or week seventeen in the past, you get the wackiest lines. Like you get lines that just. Seemingly make no sense, but you got to think through motivation, who might play, who might not play. So the two biggest ones right now, we got the Niners at 14 on the Cardinals and the Eagles at 14 on the Giants at BetMGM. A pair of 14-point lines. Okay, the biggest mover, there's one game, and it is not close from the look ahead last week. The Eagles line has moved 12 points, guys. 12 it was Philly minus two last week, and because of the scenario, even though we knew the Giants were probably going to be in the playoffs, it was 90-some percent they were going to be in, but now that it's official, and it's official that the Eagles are still playing for something, it moved from two all the way out to 14. This was the opposite. Three weeks ago, when I watched the first Eagles-Giants game, they were talking on the broadcast about how if they, when they play in Week 18 – if the Giants need the win, the Eagles probably will be resting everyone. It's the complete opposite right. of what everyone thought, which yeah. leads to this line. I cannot bet the Eagles. This has got to be Giants or no. I'm, right? Even with backups? Tyrod's one well, of the better backups. I feel like we're having the conversation that we've had about a couple of other uh, QB scenarios, which haven't worked out, like Baltimore. Uh, also Miami, too. But right. isn't Tyrod one of the better backups out there? Yeah, um, Minshew. The thing I think <laughs> the thing I think about in this game is if the Eagles get up, are they going to play their guys the full way? I mean, they they wanted to rest this week anyway, but now they can't. They need to win the game. Let's say Jalen Hurts starts the game. Eagles go up twenty-one-seven. How long are these starters staying in the game? Like they they want to get the win and get out of there before they get anybody else hurt. So this right. feels like a backdoor cover kind of game. Giants could cover it late. What's going on with Hurts? I mean, it's a Hurts line, right? It's a Hurts yeah, line. A play. Uh, on Sunday, I guess it was, before the game, they, they said he was close. And the, all the reporters said if they need him in Week 18, he's going to be ready in Week 18. So that's obviously coming from somewhere. I heard he could have so, even played already. So I, I'm sure he's going to mm-hmm. be okay. Yeah. They were hoping they were going to get the win without him. And yeah. Right. Yeah, the option to sit and like, okay, now our back's against the wall. Now now he's, he's got time. to go back up. 
Yeah. Yep. <laughs> there are two others that moved three and a half points. So we got the crazy move with that, that Eagles-Giants game. And then uh, the two others are San Francisco went from look ahead 10 and a half to also a two-touchdown favorite against Arizona. And the other big mover, uh, we've talked a lot about the Seattle Seahawks this morning and and their scenario of making the postseason. That line went from three to six and a half against the L.A. Rams. So three and a half point moves, which you just don't see much unless there's a, a quarterback change uh, just based on motivation here. Yeah. It feels like the Rams-Seahawks line um, un- is an unnecessary unnecessary move. Doesn't feel like it's it, like what's the change there, Joe? Besides motivation, right? Like the Giants and the um, yeah. Eagles, it's it's who's resting, who's not. Daniel Jones, Jalen Hurts. I don't know. That feels like we're getting some free points on the Rams here, just because the Seahawks need to win. They need to win anyway. On the look ahead. Yeah, yeah, and and I don't think a ton of people were surprised that the Rams didn't quite have it after their all-out effort over the holidays, and people were impressed by them and. You saw right. the adjustment there, and then they go back out last week and didn't have much of a chance. Um, and you're closing with division matchup. Baker still has something to prove. All, you know, all, that's, all that kind of stuff's going to be out there, even though he didn't look good against, uh, against the Chargers. But they're going to close with a tough road game here. So uh, the six and a half is interesting. We'll see where the market moves that. And then what about the San Francisco one with, with the, the number of 14 and the, the motivation of that two seed? for San Fran against, you know, Arizona. I don't know. It, it, I, I hear people talk about, well, what if McCoy's out there? Why would McCoy be out there for this? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why show up? I mean, oh what's God. the point? If you're him, everything going on in this league, why, why would you make him play that game? Boy, that, that Kingsbury fade at the end of the season – Happens again. Six straight losses now. God, it's going to be seven. That might be the end of him as a head coach. We can't. I was going to say, how many coaches are losing their jobs? Yeah, it's going to be a big amount. Big amount. Are there even enough quality coaches to go around for the vacancies that could happen? No. No, That's why we have so many more, so many one and dones every single year. And then uh, compared to look ahead, the, the one big move is because Tampa is, is good. They're going to be sitting everybody. Uh, Tampa Atlanta was a pick em. Now it's the Falcons favored by three at home over the Bucks. It is interesting. Last two years, we've had these four, five, six seeds resting players, get, getting a chance to rest in yeah. week 18. Meanwhile, the one seeds and the sevens, that, that's what's up for grabs, right? The top and the bottom. The middle of these conferences, like, nah, you were locked in. We're just going to hang out. Yeah, so Tampa will sit everybody. What's the, what's the line in that game? Tampa. Uh, Atlanta minus three. Last I checked. I like Atlanta, I like Atlanta in that spot. Tampa's not going to play anybody. Atlanta's got something to play for to finish strong. Which team has a better quarterback, even with Ritter out there? <laughs> who, is, who is it, Gabbert? Is it? Is it Blaine still? Let me check on know. that. Uh, the question stands. Ritter? <laughs> is he better? We don't know. <laughs> Gabbert just saved a family from like a jet ski rescue. Oh my gosh, I saw oh. that. Phenomenal yeah. story. So of the wow. two, only one is a hero. So I guess it's, uh, I guess maybe Gabbert. The Bucks plus three. 
Blux, Blux plus three. <laughs> they have a hero on their side. <laughs> All right, coming up next, we'll be joined by Jason Scott, lead trader for BetMGM. We'll talk week 18 and what the books do in the aftermath of a suspended game last night right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.